Like a cheap shot straight to my blind side I caved in, gave you my whole night But even the river runs gone by the morning sun I'm racing time From Broadway to the runway I daydreamed of a someday That you ain't leaving a spot Try to be one o'clock Your hands in mine Cause wanting something I can't have I can never grasp I can love with a broken heart I gotta put this thing through It's all the words on sleep chain family it is your uh host for tonight but typically your co-host ian bush filling in for yvonne mason she's still uh tying up some loose ends getting stuff done before she comes back on the show but as she uh lovingly says the show must go on we must uh get out there and take care of our indie artists and musicians and the uh, intro song today was uh dom colizzi and his uh, song was called Slowly. And I thought that, uh, that that song kind of blends into what we're talking about today, taking things slow, um, being careful, uh, learning who to be in a new body, in a new experience, all that. And we, uh, we're really lucky to have our, our author tonight, uh, Drea, who kind of shares the same role, right? So Drea's bio... Every sunflower seed can grow into a new flower, like love overcoming trauma, self-worth emerging from self-doubt, or a new purpose stumbled upon after an identity crisis. Each sunflower seed will bloom and grow. It will eventually be reborn with enough care and nurturing if you bury it deep enough. Seeds of a Sunflower is a thought-provoking, raw collection of autobiography poems that will break your heart and piece it back together, petal by petal, Leaf by leaf, existing parasites and thorns included. By exposing this vulnerable private side of her, Drea tackles the shame and stigma society associates with trauma, loss, paralyzing fear, and imperfection. Her struggles with PTSD, infertility, and personal identity, a daily relatable battle that countless people face, illuminate the slow, painful path to inner strength and self-love. The sunflower will stand tall again. The phoenix will rise from its ashes. The wounds will fade into scars. You won't forget how long it took you to heal, 
how much recovery resembles heartbreak, and how it hurts to grow again, because you're worth more than you can imagine. Drea, good Lord, welcome to the show. Hi, Ian. Thank you for having me. You know, when you read that, I, like, got all the chills all over again. And I'm like, it's something about me. I did that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you lift it up. You're like, I made this. <laughs> yes, yes. No, dude, I mean, very much a, I am, um, yeah. I, I am such a lucky person to have you as a friend, as a a, a, a you know, a sister in arms dealing with some of these issues that we're dealing with. And now a fellow artist, a fellow indie artist, you have, you have grown into the ranks of being an author. And I, for one, am super, super proud of you. Um, I I cannot express that enough. Words can't even describe. I appreciate that. And man, like it is for me, I think um I think I released like April twenty I wanna say twenty third, something like that. And so it has only been, you know, maybe about two or three months and it's still like very it's it's still like a very um fresh thing as in like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an author now type thing. And so it's um it's probably the most like rewarding thing that I've ever done one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And yeah. horrible. No, and well. like, when when I heard that your book came out, um, and you can attest this to the to the crowd, like, I was the one that reached out to you. I'm like, hey, we're going we're gonna to lift you up, because that's what this community is all about. Oh, yeah. And that's what the Office Chain oh, family yeah. is all about, is like, hey, we're going to support your success. You help us support our success, and everyone just succeeds, you know? So when I heard that you published, oh, yeah. I, um, you were actually kind enough to send me a, a signed copy of your book. And um, I actually read about, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to read more before the show, but I read about a, a third of it. <laughs> okay. Nope. You know, it's okay, man, because I don't, I wrote it in a small aspect because, you know, consumption is at the, is at the, uh, at the I guess at the convenience of the reader, right? And so for me, yeah. you know, it's just it's just enough to keep you wanting more, right? Like in my mind. Exactly. Like it's well, like, like you, it's you see how busy time. I am too. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's all. Yeah. Like you know, so. the fact that you reached out to me is really like I'm I'm honored, I'm flattered, and everything. So uh-huh. Thank you. No worries, man. Not not a worry at all. Yeah, no, I was I was. Um, not saying that as a cocky thing, but just with, you know, the shows and school and work, like you see how, how busy I am. So a third of a book is actually pretty darn good. (laughs) I will take that. I don't think I've read a, uh, I don't think I've read a book from cover to cover in about almost a year. Tell you the truth. Listen, listen, it is, you know, the time is such a precious thing, like not to be cliche, but, you know, just just life in general. While you're trying to adult, and then oh, the yeah. little things that like you used to have time for, like that's why I'm like, okay, audiobooks are probably more popular because of that, for that reason, because we're so busy. I, you know what I mean? I actually am not a big fan of audiobooks. Um, I personally really? tried them. Yeah. Um, I, that's funny because this wasn't even like a fed question to you. See, and that's the beauty of off the chain. It's just a conversation between two friends talking about art and it may be about your book. It may just be about audiobooks, Right. But no, I truly have never really cared for audiobooks, And I don't, I don't know why, maybe because it's like a nostalgic thing. Reading to me was always paper and I never really, even when they had the, uh, do you remember I said that really mean. <laughs> do you remember? No. Um, do you remember the cassette tapes that had the books on, on tape? Oh, oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So yeah. for for me, that was like early childhood. For you, you're like, dude, come on. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but for me, yeah. that was like yeah. an yeah. early childhood memory listening to the Disney stories on, on tape. And even when I was a child, I'm like, mom, I just rather, or, you know, mom and dad, I'd rather just 
read it myself and like see the photos and you know, I don't want to listen to it in the car stereo. Are you telling? Are you, are you joking right now? <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I mean it's it's uh yeah it's I don't know I just I I do remember the cassettes and all that and how like it just felt like you'd get all of this this uh, I guess to be cliche like magic or knowledge out of this particular item and. You know, and then it was just like mm-hmm. if you lost it, it's gone forever, you know, versus we have the digital aspect of everything. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's really on the cloud. No. <laughs> yeah, it's on the cloud. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just go so, to the cloud. So let's tail back to your book. Um, your bio is, is a ton to un, un, unpack. And um, I would love for you to share as much as you are comfortable sharing about how sure. you got to create this book, what life events brought you to create this book, what finally inspired you to uh, make the book, get after it, all of that. What, give me that kind of tale, if you will. I, I think that... Um... I think that what, well, actually not I think, I know what inspired me to make the book was going to therapy. Um, And my therapist and coach and friend, her name is Shannon, and she's amazing. And um, I had a bout with PTSD in, like, 2019 and 2018, 2019 time frame, and kind of went through some things with that, did my therapy there. And then uh, COVID happened, and then everybody kind of just had to pause. And then I started therapy again um, in a virtual aspect. And then, um, and then I met Shannon through Facebook. And me and Shannon were talking and everything. And next thing you know, she's she's telling me, you know, how I need to how expressing myself through art therapy or different levels is is what will really help me figure out, like, how to um, identify with my own emotions because what I learned was that I tend to compartmentalize and kind of just uh, stuff everything down and just, like, move on with life. And then one day I just totally just, like, boil over. And so I happened to, you know, I wrote wrote a journal entry, and then next thing you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can try this, try this poet thing. And so I did mm-hmm. that, and I kept writing it. And then I moved to Instagram, and I recorded it. And then people interacted with that. And then I went to an open mic, mm-hmm. and people enjoyed that. And I'll tell you, the creative community is, like, totally embracing. Like, there were just, like, another set of people that I had never met in my life, and it was like they were totally good for me, right? Did that mm-hmm. for a few months, and then, uh, and then I just uh, realized I had over, like, a year or two of material. Excuse me. And uh, somebody, I don't know, I just, I just kept seeing people write books, like, people close to me on my Facebook timeline, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, can writing be that easy? And uh, I don't know. I, I like that. A, Is it really I, that I, easy? <laughs> yeah. And, and and legitimately it is. Like the publishing part, I think, was the harder part. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had a close friend. Well, and he, um, he published a book. And it was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So here I am. So writing is easy for people who are inspired, right? They have that well that they're tapping into. They have that, that knowledge set mindset of like, Hey, this is something that I really believe in. That's why the writing is easy to you, you know? And, um, you know, that's something that I kind of took away with with my writing journey too, was when it was easy and it was fun, they could tell, but when it was hard and it wasn't fun, people are like, Oh man, this ain't, yeah. This ain't your best stuff, Bush. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. Nope. <laughs> that one was a hard one. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely that's, have that's to keep um, striking in. You, you definitely have to keep striking in when the when the iron's hot, though. Um, are you working on any other content oh, yeah. right now? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, my second book is uh, what I'm working on right now, and then I have um, I'm kind of doing the whole uh, working on my brand type thing, like just developing. Um, Dream of the Sunflower Poet is is basically what I identify as when it comes to this creative stuff. So I am mm-hmm. just um, I've been asked to speak at different events. I've done mental health. I've done uh, I just did Juneteenth not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been it's opened so many doors for me. Like you just you just don't know. You just didn't realize how fortunate I am that um, people yeah. want to hear what I have to say. Well, I mean, you um, definitely I earned it. Um, for, I did some, I, I did some for sexual assault prevention too. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, no, you're okay. Yeah, you're but, okay. No, yeah, but I, I um, yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at. Just, just really just going through the networking process, like knowing other creatives, and mm-hmm. um, I did a SoundCloud, so I'm just, I'm just kind of te- testing the fields out to see, like, what works. This is all experimental. So how do you feel about the field so far? Uh, it's, um, it's exhilarating. It's almost like, why haven't I – it's one of those things where, you know how you're, like, trying to figure out, like, what you want to be when you grow up. And whatever you want I'm to be – I'm still trying to figure out what I'm trying to be when I, I grow up. <laughs> uh, you got to grow up first, Ian. First, this <laughs> 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 <It's> also that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's um, I um, I don't know. I just, I just get this emotional rush of doing it, and it doesn't go mm-hmm. away. Like I want more of it. Like that's how I feel. Even as like. There's costs that come with it and, and editors and you know, I've really I've developed a team of people and it's been great. It's been really great. I definitely um that's kinda why I wanna bring you on the show. Not only because you're an uh, truly you're up and coming. You're up and rising to something. Um, I see it, I feel mm-hmm. it. But you have a good attitude about it too. You know, we get a lot of um guests on our show and it's nothing against them, but they've been around the block, right? They've been writing, they've been sure. producing and publishing, but we, we forget when we've been doing it for so long, some of the things that you're experiencing, the initial thrill of like, wait a minute, so I just take this writing utensil and I make some oh. scrawls on a paper and somebody enjoys it. You know, we kind of take that for granted, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring you in the show at this point, because you're at a really yeah. interesting point in your artist career that you are experiencing this firsthand and it feels like um you know i, I think back to you you jokingly said i need to grow up and then i'm jokingly saying like well i need to think back to you know back in my day when i started writing but when i started writing um i felt a lot of i felt a lot of what you felt i felt that initial rush yeah. of like where are these ideas coming from what, what like and all the questions right like where where was this hidden and what opened it up and why are people telling oh, yeah. me that I'm 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 special now where you know yeah, yeah, growing yeah, up yeah, uh, yeah. I was really never told that too much and so um, yeah, I'm glad that yeah, you yeah. have found your creative vein. Oh yeah, it's I can relate so much to what you're saying, Ian, because it's just like. I don't think uh, if my journey hadn't went the way it went, like I would have probably been in this path with you right now. And so yeah. that's why, like, it's so, quote, unquote, easy for me to be vulnerable with all of this because, you know, I understand where it got me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I, I'm needing to be comfortable with it. And so being comfortable with it means, you know, I share it with the world. And so I remember when I published mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh, shoot. I literally have told people, <laughs> like, my innermost thoughts. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is things I think about, you know, and uh, it's done. And with the, right. with the response. It's out there. You can't take it back. <laughs> overwhelming. No, I can't. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to, you know. Don't want to because that's denying my truth. 
and that's definitely yeah. not something I want to do. Well, and Uh-oh. that's something that you've always stood by um, since I've known you. So now I've known you for about, I think, two or three years. You and I have been cahoots yeah, and, 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 doing, and doing a lot of things. And it, we've been yeah. – the listeners know my, my story pretty well. The past two or three years have been ca- kind of chaotic. And I've learned, I've grown, yeah. I've cried, I've smiled, I've laughed. You know, they all know that. Um, right. But seeing you and me do that together – as strong as we did yeah. creating the community that we yeah. did was right. that probably saved my life two or three times. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say like, Oh, it saved my life yeah. every day. No, there were some dark points yeah. where I knew I could tap into you and our community and be like, Hey, yeah. uh, today's a bad day. <laughs> like yeah. you need some help. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you yeah. finally found that community through your story that your community got bigger because you started sharing more because when we first met, we heard bits and pieces and a little bit here and there. And, um, we definitely knew when you were sharing, man, that room was quiet. (laughs) We're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shut up. Shut up. And I start talking. They're like, Ian, shut up. Oh oh, yeah. Dre is sharing. Dre is sharing. (laughs) But then we saw this book and like all of us started reading it and we're like, ah, what, what, we didn't even know that this person was yeah. in this room. Like, where was this person three years yeah. ago? So it's so amazing know, watching right? you from where you started to where you are now and, like, hearing the vulnerability and hearing um, just everything, you know? So I'm really proud of you, man. I really, really am. And I appreciate that, and I'm proud of you, too, because I didn't even know you wrote two books. Like, I didn't even know you did this show or any of that and 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 I think it's just like I don't know I just we uh you know our lives are so our lives are are, can be chaotic sometimes and we tend to forget like the good things you know the good stuff because all of our energy is focused it's focused on um our attention is basically where we want it to be or where we need it to be um and so for me it was like I don't know. I just needed to do something for myself for once. Yeah. It's definitely been a wild ride. That's a fact. So I actually, um, <laughs> I picked out a couple of our, uh, a couple of your stories, actually. I'm sorry. A couple of your stories that kind of okay. uh, spoke to me, touched my heart. And um, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this your first radio show about your, your book? Or have you had an, other interviews and all that? Um, I mean, I've, I I have I recorded one with uh, wartime leadership, but that's not going to be published until through August. So this is the, the 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 live, the first one I've done yet. Gotcha. So you heard it here, folks. Like, if you're liking these conversations uh, and you're liking the vibe, <laughs> pick her up. Like, yeah, man. Um, uh, um, yeah, I'm definitely just. Even the fact that people want to hear what I have to say is still like, okay, legit, I'm going to bring it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually one that really uh, touched me. Uh, It's called Emotional Math. And um, this is one of the ones that I read, and I'm like, okay, I see you, I see you. Like, (laughs) like, game knows game. So I'm I'm going to read it for the – with your permission, of course. Can I read it to the the listeners? By by all means, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's – I'm going to do my best, right, because, you know, radio voice and all that, right? But it's called uh, Emotional Math. Ian, 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 I believe in you. Okay, go ahead. I'm honored <laughs> to have you read my words. <laughs> I appreciate it. People multiply, adding knowledge, subtracting negativity, but the hurt divides. I'm no mathematician, but I know numbers. If one plus one doesn't equal two, then one minus one equals me. The, do the problems add up? Are you losing or gaining probability? But isn't your worth more significant than your hurt? Do you feel less than and not know that you come first? Yet still, emotional math is a subject we all take, passing and failing daily with no tutor. But you still learn that what doesn't add to your life is subtracting from it. 
multiplying your family, friends, and enemies' bank accounts, but the hurt divides. I say this not to be a negative, but as a positive force, because in life, two negatives don't equal a positive. Your choice of emotional math in this course, it can only add up to what it means to live. Don't you know that problems have solutions? But only if you show and put in the work, not sacrificing your self-worth, adding to your life, subtracting the haters, multiplying abundance, dividing and uh, diversifying your paper. Carry that one and moving that decimal, your abundance is greater. Learn your emotional math. And I really enjoy that. Um, I I won't read this because hopefully that teased you into the book enough that you're like, okay, I'm going to see this. Definitely. But she always has a seed yes, of reflection where she uh, writes about, hey, like this is, um, you know, this is where this poem came from. This is how I was feeling. Uh, this is what, you know, kind of what brought me to write this, uh, what I learned from it, all of these. And she leaves these reflection seeds all across her book. So not only are you getting a poem that she wrote, but you're getting the backstory behind the poem. And I actually really liked the way that you did that because sometimes when I read um, books or poetry, I, I kind of wish I could sit with every author and ask them, like, what were you thinking when you wrote this? Or, like, how are you feeling? Or what was going on? Like, tell me all of that, right? Oh. So it's really nice that, um, oh. you know, unfor- <laughs> unfortunately for you, but fortunately for me, Uh, I get you every day so I can ask you all these questions, right? But people don't even need to have you by their side, right? People don't even need to have you in their email. They literally have this reflection seed as a way to sit down with you and say, like, what were you thinking, Drea? And then you just tell them. I thought that was a really, really unique, cool way of – not only showing your art, but saying, hey, this is where I was at with it. Right. And I, and I wanted to give the readers, I did want to give them insight into where I was in that point because in the book it progresses from seeds of the sunflower basically go through the stages of like growing a plant. And so mm-hmm. with every poem, it's a point of just saying, hey, I was focused on this, but as you get closer to the end, spoiler alert, things get better, you know. Things look up, and you kind of see the light. Like, you kind of be a better person, a better human being. And that's basically mm-hmm. what this book is. Like, you know, from uh, Do you from the ground up, go ahead. you will. Do you see the transition in your writing as you transformed as a human, like did you use that metaphorically in your book that I've noticed uh, part one from what I'm reading is a lot of confusion, self-doubt, trying to figure out a new way of thinking things. But then like, it seems like part two is getting into like, Hey, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about this stuff for a while and uh, I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I, I could see the transition. Is that kind of how did you do that oh, on yeah. purpose, or was that just That's, like okay, okay? Oh no, no, that was that was basically yeah, when my writing got like a lot more in in the descriptive piece. Like I started really using like the words to touch certain parts, certain emotion in in, in myself and in others. Mm-hmm. Like if you know, it was kind of one of those things where like okay. Or if you're like just a little Dr. Seuss, you know, a little Mother Goose type thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Dr. Drea. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. That's all just like, this is, this is not just making the words run. It was more of like just having a small window or a short period of time to be able to like have an effect on mm-hmm. somebody. Or better yet, you know, be, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, like a piece of work, a short piece of work. And so, um, yeah, when you go through the book, you'll see, like, hey, I was kind of was kind in that premature stage, and then it eventually got to a point where mm-hmm. it was like, okay, let's, let's do the big picture. Like, let's open this thing all the mm-hmm. way up. Now, how long, did it take for you to, uh, how long did it take for you to start 
publish and and get it out there, roughly? Uh, it's been a, it's been about it was about over two years. Um, gotcha. The, all the material was in my the material was all in my phone. Like when I get it, when I would get inspiration, I literally just type something in my phone and just have something like I'd be mm-hmm. at lunch or I'd be wherever. Like something would hit me mm-hmm. and I'd just make a text note on my phone and that's where my material mm-hmm. would be. So I literally just translated all that to paper into Microsoft Word, if you will. Yeah. Like like it's like it's amazing to see it in its like original in its infancy mm-hmm. and then after it's been published, like in all pretty it's like wow, it was the midst of this. Like it's it's like a flip or flop, it's like a new house type thing, you know? It's made all mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I mean I I agree with that. I used to keep a notebook with me everywhere I went. Um, like, I, I think maybe you saw a photo, but I always had this leather jacket that I used to wear because uh, when I was in North Dakota for a little bit, um, you know, it's relatively chilly, but not too bad. And the firefighters that I used to work with in North Dakota always used to make fun of me because they were like, Ian always has a pen, a piece of paper, a cigar, a cigar cutter, and a lighter for every occasion, without fail. Mm. And um, you know, now I'm now I'm over here in New Mexico. So if I put a leather jacket on, I'll probably melt to nothing, and you'll never yeah. hear from me again. You die, but, you die. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I would now. I had to uh, convert the leather jacket into a uh, leather vest or something. I don't know, but um, uh, you, cut the you know, that was something. Right. <laughs> uh, knowing knowing my smart ass, I'd I'd just cut the sleeves off myself and be like, Yeah, this is a three hundred dollar jacket that I cut the sleeves off. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, God. But um you totally I, I I, I <laughs> don't be like that. But um I, I resonate with you on that where it's like, yeah, I literally kept something on me at all times because I did not know how quick inspiration would sneak up. But it does sneak up. Mm-hmm. You could literally just be at a at a coffee uh, coffee shop and overhear a conversation, if you are open and cognizant of your surroundings, and you're like, oh man, like that's a whole other story that I could just push out there. That's kind of what I'm getting from you too. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. It was like one of the other things was you know while I was going through therapy and stuff like that creative process and art, a lot of it was exploring. You know, there was, um, mm-hmm. I think there was there was one point where I made a, I, I took time off and I made a list of things I wanted to do. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of them was like take hikes and get outdoors in nature and, you know, the outdoors and just, just like taking a pause from everything, like really made me see things a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And you've also uh, ventured out to other platforms too, like you said. I, I know that um, you're you did not just based on your book, but you've done public speaking venues. So was it easy for you to transition, kind of the what you did building up to what you have today? Uh, no, because I think that uh, as you know, confidence is a thing, but it's also like I'm still healing from a lot of this stuff. So, yeah. you know, as my, as Shannon would say, like the, you gotta do the work. Like, <laughs> you gotta have, mm-hmm. like, doing the work is one of the things I've still experiencing. So, like, um, you know, there are definitely some of the, my own poems that I read and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, that still, that still hurts. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a process. It's a process. You, you just brought I'm it up, still, too. You know, you're, every day. you're still healing. Right. You're you're still oh, healing yeah. and whatnot. How long ago did all of these events occur? Well, it's been over a period of time. I mean, let's see. This one that I talk about, infertility, and that was like in 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was over, you know, 10 years ago when that happened. And then a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff is about relationships and 
things that, like, things with my, you know, my parents and uh, my childhood and, you know, and even things like just just being an adult, you know. So I I can say it yeah. doesn't expand over, like, say, my whole life. 37 right. years. She said 27, ladies and gentlemen, 27 years. Yep, I said this is weak. Yes, that's true. I'm sorry. I can't even. I can't. We just talked about math. I can't even do it. <laughs> she said 27, everyone, not 37. Yeah, she, that's, she, that's, she is. That's true. Yeah. I'm 27. Yes. Yep. I, I embraced it. I, I'm still uh, 27 plus two a lot. Uh, sometimes oh, I, I feel like I'm 27 plus. Two. Oh, you. Yeah. You, well, you know me. I mean, you've, yeah. you've interacted with me enough. You're like, man, are you like 22? Like, did you just start getting your license to drink alcohol and stuff? Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, def- mentally, yes. Physically, definitely. the next morning, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, you literally reset, like, at least once a month, so. <laughs> <laughs> I will always probably be a young soul. I don't I don't really see me changing from that. Always the dude that's trying to make people laugh and, like, come on, guys, let's have hopes and dreams. <laughs> and, I have, and I appreciate that, Ian. Like, it has to be, like, a humor to life. Like, otherwise, things would be, like, really depressing, you know? So we just have to have a balance yeah. of that stuff. And the thing oh, yeah. is, when I do my next book, like, it's not it's not going to be, which I'm in the process of writing, you know, it'll it'll be, mm-hmm. we're on the up, we're on the up lift, you know? We're on the, the incline or whatever. You know, we're, we're going up now. So, like, things are better. Right. And so I'm, I'm hoping right. I, I get the same reaction with that. Uh, do you have a, a potential release date for your next book? Mm, potential release date will will say um, probably in the fall, like October. Okay. October and November. Well, then definitely when you release it, when you release it, let's bring you back on the oh, show, yeah. and uh, I'll definitely oh, sure. order a copy okay. and and read. Next time, I will read half of the okay. book instead of. A, a third you're of read, the book. You're How about four that? pages instead of two. I got you. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly how I work. Hey, but those two pages oh, were definitely. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. That's, it's, it's quality. It's quality, not quantity. <laughs> exactly. So I actually got yeah, um, another another one that I kind of want to read uh, for for the listeners, if that's okay with you, just to kind of sure. Go ahead. Um, which one did you pick? Get your, Let me know. <laughs> I just totally pictured you like leaning back, like putting crisscrossing your fingers, like yes, yes, please go on. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're on the couch now. Um, the couch so, now, Ian, so right. <laughs> you're like I am laying down. <laughs> I am almost asleep, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just keep reading the stories. <laughs> um, so I actually I'm really like identity crisis. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, go ahead. this is Identity Crisis, Identity Crisis by Drea. My name is what? Oh, that's the official name. But who am I? A person, yes. But this may sound silly. Feeling a case of amnesia, looking in the mirror, reflecting, checking, is that me? It couldn't be. Crisis of identity. But who do I want to be? A stranger? A person, a leader, a human being. Oh, I see what I want to be. Authentic. Philip Trevath. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Philip Trevath. <laughs> Say it, Drea. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was funny, too, because I, I just got done talking to somebody from Michigan, and my accent came back so bad. <laughs> like, oh, everyone today geez. was making fun of me. <laughs> Yeah, they're all like, oh. did you just oop? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Oop, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> happy, healthy, and majestic. <laughs> a queen with no throne. Ooh, ooh. A mind of her own. 
oh, hell yeah, that's me. Feel that energy. Oh, shit, I found it. Where you been? Oh, identity, yes, it's me. That girl, that woman, strong in her walk. A gem. Crawl, girl, you got this. Walk, girl, slice this. Swag on a drip. Haters can't resist. Be gone, identity crisis. You done for. Get out. Let me in to be the real one. Strength to stand tall. Oh, I know. It is me, y'all. I like that. And I maybe it's just because I know how you speak. Like, we, we, we have the same speaking patterns. So when I was reading that, I just had to smile because I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> that's my, dude, that's my <laughs> sister right there, man. Like, she, she getting after it. Yeah, like, she's. Yeah. Yeah, right. She get a she get a teledenny crisis. He needs to sit down because she he don't know what he's in for. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we, she's gonna mess someone up. <laughs> have a have have a seat. Yeah, uh, that is that's basically yes, that's basically what it is. It's con- it's like it's like self reflection and confrontation of like something, you know, like yeah. like learning who you are as a person. Like we know who we pretend to be with certain things, mm-hmm. you know, going to work, mm-hmm. going, you know, doing whatever, but who are you truly inside, like down to your soul? Like that's, that's how I look at that. And mm-hmm. so that was me talking and to myself. Even not knowing how you speak, even not knowing how you act, you still connected with me on a personal level, because I think I've always kind of had imposter syndrome, right? Um, kind of the, we, we talked okay. about a little bit before the show where um, people will compliment you and you're like, Oh wow. Like someone's actually listening to what I have to say and they're acknowledging it and what, and, oh, and yeah. all that. And I always wondered if I went as sadly as it sounds, did I go through enough trauma? Did I go through enough yeah. pain, misery, all that stuff to have people respect and and connect with what I'm writing, or am I just trying to fake for what? money? And that was something that I had Ooh, to uh, oh. deal with a lot as a younger man. Oh. Um, you know, I wasn't really making that much money off the books, but I was still wondering, like, why are people connecting to my story so much? Like, did I just like steal what? someone else's yeah. story? And um, oh, when I read that. Right. When I read that, I connected with it a lot. I was like, wow, like, she's not writing about her own identity crisis. She's writing about the identity crisis that everybody goes through when they're trying to get something published or when, you know, they do something good in their careers. Like, she's she's writing for all of us right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is is probably the best interpretation of it that I've said. Like, yeah, like, it's basically confronting like the imposter right and saying you know mm-hmm. get the hell out That's yeah you ain't shit I'm at because, <laughs> <laughs> yep basically yep if we keep it if we if we be keeping it real yes you are trash mm-hmm. like that is that is the message and so, don't worry the fsc the, know, the fcc like, won't find us too much from the show Okay, I was like, how many Christmas did we say? <laughs> <laughs> We're allotted five on off the chain. Uh, it's just because of how we talk. They oh, they give us at least five freebies. So you're good. Okay, okay. All right, cool. So, um, yeah. So it is, it's, um, I don't know. I just, I just, being authentic and vulnerable is a lot. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to be that vulnerable with everybody. So I just think over a sense you just lose yourself in the process because you're mm-hmm. having to wear so many different faces for so many different things. Yeah. And that's basically where I got it from. Is like having to wear a mask, wearing that mask, and knowing like underneath like you're like dying inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, I agree. I actually had, um, not taking anything away from you during this interview, but I actually had a story like that, that, um, it never got published, but 
I had a nightmare, and I say it was a nightmare because it's a true nightmare. And you're like, oh, that's once you hear you, like, oh, that's weak. <laughs> but for me, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was me going behind the curtain because um, I used to do theater when I was a kid. Believe it or not, you're like, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um, and yeah, I went, dramatic, I went behind the curtain. Yeah, right. You're like dramatic, and Ian, no way. Um, I went behind the curtain <laughs> to the dressing room. And I remember going behind the curtain and um, going into the dressing room and seeing somebody. See, I'm getting like goosebumps just even talking about this. It, I really should have wrote this into a story. So if somebody steals it, just give me some royalties. Nope. But um, oh I went God. into the dressing room Where and I saw I saw a a man in, in black robes or maybe a woman. I, I'm not quite sure. You know how dreams are. You you focus sure. on certain things, right? Yeah. And in the dream, I saw this face that was literally like, it was the saddest, saddest face in the world. And like, it's just not even indescribably just sad. But in his hand was a white mask that was in the, in like a really obviously cheesy smile that he was trying to hide something or they were trying to hide something. Right. And so I opened the door and they look at me and there was just like 10 or 20 seconds until they like slowly lifted the mask back up and looked at me and their face turned from that really sad face into this really happy face of the mask that they were holding. And he looked at me and, or, you know, this person again, I don't know if it was a him or a her, but they looked at me and they said, oh, I'm sorry, you caught me at a bad moment. How can I help you? But, like, their tone and everything was with the smiley face mask. And I remember waking up in a cold sweat. Right, exactly. I keep thinking of Da Vinci Code. I don't know why, but go ahead. Right, or maybe some, like, Phantom of the Opera stuff or something. But I literally woke up in a cold sweat. And I remember people are like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, what's going on? You seem different. I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, I finally learned what masks were <laughs> at like 22 years oh, old. Like, goodness. Wow. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, that's, that's, that's wild. So, I mean, telling that story again, like where did, where did that um, put you emotionally? Like, did you, you know, what happened after that? Like you said, you woke up in a cold sweat. Did you just like, feel like you need to do something different or it was just kind of like, why did that happen? Like, I thought I was interviewing you tonight. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no for me, I, I want to get in a tattoo ways. just because of, ways. yeah, it's a two way street here, people. No, for me, I want to get in a tattoo because <laughs> it was just oh. literally the, the emotion and all of that behind it. Like, and, and I'm not doing a good job of explaining obviously everything, right. Cause that would take, a lot longer than we have, but just feeling the difference of the faces and like after he said that and all, or after they said that and all that, and they took their mask back off, he actually, they actually turned into the mirror and I saw like the sadness and all of it again. And like, it, it felt even worse because it was like, they did so good faking it. And then when they thought that I walked away and everything was accomplished they went right back to where they were. And so for me, you know me, I'm a big helper. Like, I love helping people. For me, it was like, man, like, why did he put that mask up? Like, what, what did I do to him or them to make them feel like they had to fake me? And then when it was safe again, they brought out what they were truly feeling. Like, all these emotions and thoughts and, ugh, it was, it was truly a nightmare. <laughs> And really what changed from oh, it was I thought it was a cool story or tattoo idea. But, like, that was when I was, like, 22. Oh. And that still haunts me, you oh, know, wow. seven years later. That's, that's, that's wild. That's wild. Right? And, you know, and, you, and, hearing you, and hearing you talk about it makes it seem like you just, you just experienced it. Yeah, and it's weird how dreams can do that to you, too, and... You know, like, oh, just yeah. just that one off-the-wall dream that you're like, oh, man, like, I remember, like, you know, everyone says the one oh, yeah. falling I mean, or I, something. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I've had dreams about bad things happening to people, and I've literally called that, had to call that person and been like, are you okay? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, man, <laughs> right. I had a dream you died. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just need to know you were okay. in my hands last and, night. No, I wasn't. No, you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I know, right? Yeah, and it's just bizarre, but it just, it just made me reestablish connections, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just figured yeah. it was like the universe trying to tell me something. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was the universe trying to tell me something, too. Like, again, I was 22. Um, I met you when I was about 25, 26. So maybe it was uh-huh. the universe telling me, like, hey, you know, it's okay to show that that mask don't fit all the time. You know, maybe something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just pulling threads now. But the universe is weird yeah, like that. that. Dreams yeah. are definitely a weird otherworldly connection to get us to think different, feel different, imagine different, you know? Oh, yeah. In- interpretation, like, I think it taps into a part, another part of the creative brain that is like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's kind of bizarre and amazing at the same time because you're literally asleep and, excuse me, and your brain is mm-hmm. creating these pictures and these stories and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just getting all nerdy now, and I'm like, oh, let's talk about dreams now, Ian. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a dream dictionary. If I if I have a weird enough dream, I'm like, huh, what does the eagle mean oh, in dreams? Do? Let's just look this up. Oh, oh yeah, I love that stuff. Oh, oh, you have to share with me then what what uh oh yeah the book that you have. So. Cause oh I'm yeah, totally no I. And, and, you know, I'm actually the skeptic, um, which is kind of funny because of the type of person that I am. But, like, if I have a dream and, you know, for example, I already said it, like, I dreamed about an eagle, right? And then I go and I read an eagle in the dream dictionary. And it's like, oh, it's about hope and faith and pride. I'm like, man, you did not see the eagle that I saw because there was nothing about hope, faith, or pride in there. <laughs> like, so I'm always, oh you know, it's always just kind of interesting it's always kind of interesting just to kind of pull that stuff apart, you know? Yeah, no, that that is, that is so true. And I just, I don't know, sometimes it, it, it may be helping with life changes and it may mm-hmm. just make you realize things like you learn stuff from yourself all the time. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I've always been a very vivid dreamer. So I've always kind of taken it to heart, like, Hey man, you gotta listen to that side of you. Some, something somewhere is telling you something. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you just don't come up with that out of thin air. Like, especially when it's things you've never seen or never like even personally dealt with. Right. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I I agree. So believe it or not, we are actually seven minutes from the show being over. Wow, that is like. I think conversations are awesome when you totally have no sense of time. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because every guest on Off the Chain, they always get nervous, right? They're like, oh, man, like an hour, 60 minutes? Like, how are we going to fill that? And I, I tell them every time, yeah, I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. don't worry about it. We will literally talk for, about a book and go straight to talking about dreams, and it will, it will cover the hour, and people will <laughs> learn about you. You'll learn about yourself. I mean, no kidding. Yeah. We've literally had people come on this show and walk away with a new book idea, a new song, a new, oh, you know, I want to I wanna oh, paint yeah. that now that we talked about that. So, like, this show is magical. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, no, I am I mean, forever I, indebted I to love, Yvonne I just, Mason. I just, I just, I just love the, the name, period. Like, off the chain just gets yeah. me, just gets me hyped. So, right. I'm definitely glad to be a part of the part of the I guess the episode directory if you will <laughs> no we're, we're definitely happy to have you and I think that's why Yvonne picked the title too because people can come and uh, see I wish I wish you would have met her tonight because she she's um from the south so she would say something like well, come on up, honey. We just got some sweet tea, and you just kick your feet up right there, and you just come as you are, and we'll just take you, and you'll be A-OK. And I think that's what works so well for her and I. 
where she had this very southern hospitality and you had the very cold northerner like, hey, tell me about your dreams. <laughs> I know, right? She would, she would balance that out. She would balance that out. Yeah. Know, oh, I miss her that. so much. That's legit. Oh, well, shout yeah. out to like, she. I've never met her, but I've heard. She's a man, everything. Yeah, everything that I learned about how to do amateur radio, like literally she put me under her wing. I was in a dark spot. Um, the show's been around for about a year and a half, uh, resurrected. It was here years ago, and I'd help her co-host every once in a while, but then she brought it back, and she's like, hey, I remember when you helped me years ago. I need you to help me every week. And not even help in the sense of, like, I need your help. Just like, hey, I just need you to come and be you and let me be me, and we'll just rapid-fire question our, our artists, and it, it just worked. So, But, you know, like I said, she's, she's, she's doing her thing. She's getting her stuff done. And I'm just I'm keeping the dream alive. So when she comes back, the seat's warm. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, that that sounds like she she it is in good hands uh, <laughs> with you. And, and I'm not just saying that to so be on radio. You know. Right. I know how you are. You can beat me up pretty bad. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate the compliment more than you know. So with the, the last couple of minutes left, um, every night we do words of wisdom. What's something that you want to impart on our listeners tonight? Oh, my goodness. This is the first time that I've ever been asked for, like, words of wisdom in that way. Like, I've been asked, advice and stuff for friends, from friends, you know, the one of the friend qualities, right? Being able to mm-hmm. do that. But I think that um, I think that it just led back to the last poem about an identity. Like, the mask that we wear every day, whether mm-hmm. it be in front of our friends, family, strangers, whoever, co-workers, um, eventually there's the the soul of the, the real person is down deep down inside is like constantly suffering because of it. And mm-hmm. I just implore whoever you person X is that is going through that to really take a moment and figure out like how you can rescue that person uh, inside mm-hmm. because it is such a life-changing experience when you figure out who you truly are and want to be and mm-hmm. therapy and whatever whatever your your means of expression or creativity or you know healing that you need to do like take most of your energy and do that because I think mm-hmm. in the long run you know it's it's so much better than any health health recommendation or uh, any other piece of advice that people can give you because only you know like what makes you go and what makes you happy and what makes you sad and I just think it's just yeah. more important to to appreciate life in that way as being yourself. And then where do you want to where can our listeners place? where can our listeners uh Get your your material. Where are you found? Oh yeah, I'm on Instagram, Drea the Sunflower Poet. I have a Facebook page, Drea the Sunflower Poet. I also have a Sound SoundCloud, the same name, where I post the live uh, live readings. So you know, I when we talk about audiobooks, um, you know, I just went straight to SoundCloud and recorded all my poems on there, so you can find it there. But yeah, my book's on Amazon also, of course. For ebooks or well, ladies for, and gentlemen, um, paperback. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an hour with Drea on Off the Chain. My name is Ian Bush, hosting for you all tonight. I appreciate all of you listening. And uh, definitely go check out this, this rising star. She, she ain't going to die out anytime soon. So um, go support her any way you can. And um, thank you from the bottom of my heart and Yvonne's heart for coming and listening. And uh, 
just remember that we love you. Just keep doing good stuff. And until next time, another episode will be coming soon. And we'll uh, do this all again real, real soon. So thank you all for joining. Have a great night, morning, day, wherever you're at. Night, y'all.